0: G'day. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Producing a podcast is costly, both time and money. If you'd like to show your support and offer a one-off payment, even the price of a coffee or a beer, that'd be greatly appreciated and would go a long way to support us. If you'd like to leave a donation, head to the show notes of this episode and click on the ACAST supporter link. Be sure to leave your message of support too. Thanks again. this podcast talks about domestic violence and death if you need help or are affected by such issues please contact your nearest help center such as dv connect or lifeline dv connect's number is 1800 811 811 listener discretion is advised Can you hear that? When it rains heavily in Wolvi, Beenham Valley Road becomes boggy. The surface holds so much water that cars have to slow to a crawl. You are on the surface. The rain has set in. It's about to get deeper. Much deeper. This is Beenham Valley Road. Episode 3. My Brother's Keeper. Call Teabag.
1: Calling Teabag. Hey, mate. Sorry, it was on vibrate.
0: Oh, rookie, mate. Are you one of those people that <laughs> just has it on silent all the time?
1: Yeah, I don't even know what my ringtone is. It's never on. Out for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Huh. It's because I'm. It's it's because because um, I. Have so many ridiculous meetings during the day that um, I've been burnt too many times having it on land. And you know, when it's lettuce, mate, comes from seeds. <laughs> yeah, because it's in dirt. You've got to water it and, it and it grows into lettuce like in the garden. Sorry, it, mate.
0: You're right. Is now a good time?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. What we need to do is start with what we know now, mm-hmm. and then go back to the background information that we've already got. So, in since we have expressed an interest in covering this, there has been a bit of media attention, right? So, we're not we're not trying to break. A story here the story has already broken but what we do know is a lot more than what the journalists know and evidently it's probably even more than the police know now on the back of tamika's reach out to allison yesterday so um i think we start with what we know now
0: i think that's a good idea we we start off with what's happening now and then we somehow tighten a pretty little bow bringing it back to how we got here in the first
1: place because we've got facts, man. We've got facts. We've got facts and we've got anecdotal evidence of things and we've got a rough idea of what happened when. Oi, oi, hey, dude, dude, dude.
0: I literally just got a message from Alison right now. Oh,
1: dude, what does it say?
0: Jamie, I just spoke to Peter Boyce. He said, tell them to get it done and let's hear what she has to say, as in interview her ASAP. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Dude. Dude,
1: we are got to hook that up right now.
0: We do. I said we will do our very best with her. I'll contact her on my Facebook. Don't worry about it. And she said, I know you will. I know your hearts are in this. And I said, we'll let her, we'll let her know when she replies and what she says.
1: Yeah, sweet.
0: Dude, this is the moment that we've worked so hard for.
1: I suddenly feel like our responsibility has just tripled.
0: <laughs> oh, mate. So, Alison's just said, okay, please do, and I would really like to know her account of that night in detail if possible. I've got to go pick up my kid from school disco. Worst timing ever. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Worst timing ever. We have told you from the start this investigation is complex. The person you are going to hear from next was one of the last people to see Kira alive. She was with her the night she was hurt. If you remember back to the last episode we told you about a gathering that is said to have happened on the 16th of July 2014 at Kira's house where Kira was allegedly assaulted by another female. We have tracked this person down and we are trying to arrange a meeting. Time is of the essence here. This person could hold the key to how Kira died. But I'm currently at a school disco. I've got myself- It's the 9th of April, 2019, 8.30pm. Here we are, waiting to interview Tamika with Alison and Tom. I got myself a second pint and got the recording gear all set up. I'm actually surprisingly chilled about it all. I've set up at a table behind the eating area, around the back. The only thing was, the big kegs the pub uses to brew its own beer were noisy. Alison was over in the smoking area with Tom. We are meeting at Yumundi. It's a neutral location for us all. This is huge. What Tamika has to say could potentially make or break the investigation. Tamika walks in with her partner Pete. He seems like a nice bloke and is supportive of his girlfriend. She's slim, wearing all black. She's got black hair with some purple through it. She looks nervous... But despite her small frame, she looked like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. She offered her hand out to shake mine, and I noticed her fingers were tattooed. In her small hands, she carried a large bundle of documents. I gave this to Tom and I sat down with Tamika.
2: I'm Tamika McFlynn. Oh no, so, I want my name on it. You do? Yeah, I'd love for him to hear my name on it.
0: Yeah. So, what I was going to get you to do is to start from. How you fit into this puzzle, like how, how do you know Kira?
2: Uh, Through but we never got along, me and Kira, yeah. I didn't like Kira at all, yeah. in all honesty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even going to lie about that, we did not get along, <laughs> the only reason why I was there that day is because, um, so that she had her kids taken off her and she needed help getting them back, mm-hmm. and then he put her on the phone and she was crying and I, she was a good mum. Yeah. I knew she was a good mum, so I went up there to help him. but I thought it Yeah, I thought it was weird, so
1: did my family at the time. Okay, so let's just pause here for a second. There's a few things we need to clarify with you. Kira and B*** were on on their way to Tambourine to pick up Tamika. Kira and Tamika had never gotten along, but B*** had asked Tamika to come back to Wolvi with them to help get Kira's kids back. Alison was with Kira's ex at the time. She'd noticed that a few things were going on with the kids that she wasn't happy about, so she had them. This is why Tamika and Kira were all in the same place at the same time. So is your oldest brother. Oldest brother. Okay.
0: So how old are you? Twenty eight. And he is
2: eighty-one, nine years older?
0: Okay. Alright. So what happened when did you first meet Kira?
2: Um, at Canumbra. But Kenugra. we didn't
0: talk. Yeah. What's what's that?
2: Um, like a campsite when my family were camping and that, yeah. and they come down and then stayed the night and then went back up.
0: Yeah. And was going out with her at that point or was seeing yes. her? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think he'd been seeing her for a while at that point.
0: Right. But he didn't talk to her? No. no. Why did you no. get along um, with Because he
2: had cheated on me with him, with her. Right. And, um, I just felt sorry for because of everything before that and,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what was your impression of Kira? So how would you describe her? Loud, obnoxious and too much like me. Yeah. <laughs> how long did you know her before she passed?
2: Um, I'd known of her probably for over six months, but I think I'd met her three times before the I spent the day with them that day.
0: Yeah. Okay. What happened that day? Do you know what day um, it was?
2: No. They come down to my house at Tambourine and picked me up.
0: As in the Gold Coast hinterland. Yep. Yeah.
2: And then we drove up, sleeping on the back seat. I was driving. Kira's on the passenger seat. That was the first time we ever got along because she grabbed my hand on the gear stick. And she mm-hmm. said, thank you for helping her. And I thought she was gonna hit on me, so I fully freaked out. Which <laughs> is totally not the case, it turns out. <laughs> so yeah, I got real weird and was a bit like, "I'm um, yeah. cool. And then she just jumped in the back and was sleeping with the rest of the drive. And then we got back to her house and had caught that morning. I had a panic attack. And Kira gave me some Valium to help me sleep, not to help me sleep, but to calm me down so I could drive. Mm-hmm. seemed really, really freaked out that I had a panic attack. Went to court. I'm pretty sure it went good at court. And then we went shopping. We, we actually had a really good day. What was he at court for? Um, I cannot remember. But it would have been driving or DV. It's and always. This, and
0: this was what suburb? Gympie. Gympie. Yep. Okay. Because we
2: went to her house at Woolvie. They got dressed, and then we went from there to Gympie.
0: Okay, so you drove from Tambourine to Woolvie. Yep. Then courthouse in Gympie? Yep. And then back to Woolvie.
2: No, we stayed. Yeah, yeah, we. Was... From the courthouse, I think we went to Big W and that did some shopping, and then super cheap or something. Then there's the pub. I think it's kind of a posh pub in Kimpy. We went there because we won money on the pokies and we had lunch, and that was kind of the first time me and Kira really got along right, okay. <laughs> and were laughing and yeah. yeah, had a good time. Okay, alright.
0: And what happened from 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 there?
2: From um, we all went back to her house. My mum was there because she was cleaning the house. Um, we were all drinking, uh, they wanted a pill but I didn't want to get them a pill so I just gave them one of those, you know, the sugar pills from your pill that you take, like menstrual thing. So I just gave them those. Um, everything was all good and then... What I kind of pill do they
0: want? Like ecstasy? Um, or something?
2: Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm, I don't like those, I don't want to give, yeah, I just think you ID on those
0: things, uh, I don't want to who, be responsible for that. who wanted one?
2: Um, him and Kira. Kira had never had them before. Right. So it was her first time.
0: Yeah. But they, you didn't give them...
2: Yeah, no, I'm not being responsible for that. Nah. No. <laughs> yeah. So I've yeah. had friend like OD off one yeah. and she used to take heaps. So that's,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just watching her was a good mm. lesson. So that was, that was um, the day this whole, this whole thing happened? Yeah. So it was around mid-July? Um, July. 16th, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. 2014? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're at the house and you're... Where does your family live? Where does your mum live and stuff?
2: Um were they at Gimpy or? Yeah, I think at the time mum lived at Gimpy with my brothers and yep. I still live down here.
0: Yeah. Oh. And so you're all drinking. How many people do you think were there?
2: There was me, Kera, oh. Jessie, my niece and my daughter Charlie.
0: Okay. How old is Jessie?
2: She's six years younger than me, so 22 this year. 22. So she was pretty young.
0: So she was, yeah five years ago, nearly.
2: Yeah, she's, okay. she's never spoken to anyone about it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what? walk me through, in your best recollection that you can, walk me through from then on.
2: Um, everything was good. We were laughing and joking. I know there was a video of it on one of the phones. There was a video of like, um, looking, kind of standing in the lounge room, looking towards the back door, and I know Kira was standing here. My mum was bent over in the fridge grabbing something out and I was going like this behind her joking around and we were having a laugh and my mum was turning around and going, what? And we were like, oh, nothing, you know? And then she bent back over and yeah, yeah. And I was going like this and we were laughing. And then I think Kira walks off, puts her arm around and then the video stops. Mum left, everything was good. And then I don't, yeah, I don't know what happened, but Kira got in a foul mood. She was really different.
0: What time of day you reckon this was?
2: Um, would have been going on dark just after I think Mum left going on dark. It would have been tw- 15, 20 minutes maybe after Mum had left.
0: So like dark time, so...
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So just to clarify here, when Jamie says dark time, he actually means night time.
2: Yeah, yeah, just going on dark.
0: So who was left at the house at this time?
2: Um, me, Jessie, my daughter Charlie, and Kira. Okay,
0: yep.
2: And she turned into a foul mood. Yeah, I don't... I don't yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what happened or what was said. But, yeah, she had it in for me. Oh. She walked out, because everything was all good, and she walked out, my niece was on the front step and I was sitting in the corner, and my niece was on the other corner and she came come out and she looked at me and she goes, oh, fuck, you look so ugly and old right now. And I was like, what? Because we were actually getting along and having a good day, so it was a bit of a weird comment to come out and then my niece is like what the fuck rah, rah, and said something and I was like don't worry about it and then I got up and went and sat in the dining room with my niece and she come in she started talking about the guy next door off the 17 year old um, that she was cheating on with
0: what's um, his name?
2: I, don't, I don't know his name I just literally know him as the 17 year old from next door I think it was she
0: was Kira was
2: cheating on with him and okay. Found out that she had given him oral while she, he was in jail because she was talking about that and she was telling me and I was thinking this is ballsy because I know my brother <laughs> like, and um, so I just got up and I kind of went like this when I was opening up the back door, you know, to make it look like I was getting reception. And then she said, um, what don't you want to f- hear about it? Rah, rah, rah. And I was like, oh, i got bigger fresh to fry it. And I turned around and I looked at my niece and my niece was like feeling uncomfortable. Mm. And I went down to the shed doing something in the shed. And I said, you might want to, I think I said, you might want to put your dog on the leash. Um, she's going off, rah, 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 And he was like, what? And I was like, I don't know what her problem is, but she's just going off. She's trying to kick a fight. And he, I know they went for a walk. I'm not sure if they went for a walk before then or after them, but they went for a walk down the back. And when they come back, they seem fine. She, she yeah, she seemed okay. So I'm not sure if the walk happened then. But then I know from the shed, he's gone up the stairs of the back veranda and she's walked out the back door. And then he didn't, yeah, he didn't even get a chance to say anything. She just started having a go at him. And then I got between them. And then I said to her, like, you've just lost your kids. You've just got out of jail for a DV. Both of you need to calm down. You go down in the shed and have a bong. You go inside and have a cup of water and calm down. And um, I'd already rung my mum because I rung my mum when I was going down to the shed and I said to mum, like, they're going to they're gonna argue it's going to go off. Can you come pick us up? So my mum was pretty much already on her way at that point. And then after I got in the middle of them, I walked back down because at the, the lighter was at the end, like the bottom of the stairs at the veranda. And I grabbed the lighter and I walked back up. Jessie was in the lounge room with Charlie and I went to say to Jessie to grab Charlie to come down to the shed. And I just felt boom on my head. And then I remember just looking down, seeing glass and then going boom and hit her and she fell down. And then I was looking up and I was like, what the hell, what the hell? Cause I couldn't understand. And then she was just going off at me. I, she, she wasn't going off at me for no reason. Cause she was, yeah, she was having a go at me. Like I'd done something wrong. I just don't know what she was told or what I did or, or why, but it wasn't just her drunk. She, yeah, she thought that I'd done something cause I could tell like she was passionate passionate about it when she when she was angry at me
0: and th- did you think she was drunk
2: um yeah she she wasn't she wasn't her I just no. I don't know how to explain it mm-hmm. I just yeah she just wasn't her
0: and did you see her take drugs or anything
2: like <laughs> that no only the sugar pill yeah. so which I had Googled before I gave it to him because I didn't want to give them any, but I didn't want them hassling me, so I kind of Googled what you could give <laughs> someone, yeah. and yeah.
0: So you gave them the sugar pill from
2: just after my mum left. Yeah. She had the sugar and pill, that, and
0: that was just that was just uh, the pill that okay. comes in your
2: English, yeah. It's the one that you take that um, has nothing in it, so you get yeah. the break to have your period. Yep, yeah. yeah, it was one of those ones. Okay. So and we all had some because me and my niece just kind of even though we knew we just followed yeah. suit so
0: yeah and they thought they were taking ecstasy
2: yeah my niece knew that it was an ecstasy but she was the only one
0: yeah but as far as her yeah. were concerned they, they thought they were taking ecstasy yeah yeah That's yeah because
2: glass white was all one color why there wasn't other colors in it and i was like i don't know i just bought it
0: <sighs> so when you when you're when you felt something hit your head and there was glass on the ground did she she throw a glass at you or hit you on the head in the glass or what?
2: Um, she broke her wine glass on my head, but it broke on the hinge of my sonny's, so I wasn't bleeding or nothing like that.
0: Okay. Alright. So, what happened after, after, after you reacted?
2: Uh, she got up and she was yelling at me. I know that I hit her four times.
0: Was it a, like a punch or a Yeah. Um, it was a punch.
2: And I know it was the same spot each time because I know the first time that I hit her, she fell back down. You know, and she was like... Wah. So, yeah, I hit her in the same spot every time because I thought she was, she was a lot bigger than me. That, yeah, that was going to be the only way. And she just... She was angry at me for something because she just kept coming. You know, Like, she was passionate about something. I just I couldn't work out what, what that was because she wasn't making much sense and she was yelling and screaming.
0: What was she yelling and screaming?
2: She was yelling when I stopped, like when because when I hit her, grabbed me and then she was yelling at saying I've given up my life for you, I've lost my kids for you, and you're just going to let her, I don't know what he was letting me, yeah, she just kept saying that she'd given up everything and he was going to let me get away with it. I'm not 100% sure what I was getting away with because I said to her and I'm like getting away with what and she was just staring at me and she was like you know, you know and I'm like no I don't freaking know if you're gonna yeah Hmm. and he wouldn't say because I was saying to him and I'm like get away with what, like get away with what because I was freaking out and he was like I don't know I don't know
0: so when you hit her she fell on the ground then you hit her what, three times she's lying No, down. no, no,
2: no. I know each time I hit her, I walked away because I did not want to be a part of it. I knew it was bad and I don't want a part of relationships like that that alone like my daughter and my niece. I know I hit her four times. One time was when she glassed me. One time I got the a bike chain. She threw a bike chain as I was walking back inside and it hit the back of my head and kind of swung around the front and hit the front of my head because that's what the egg on my head was from. Um... One of the other times she grabbed, there was a baseball bat on the veranda and she grabbed that and went to hit b- that and I hit her because that's when she walked over, I seen her go over towards like the wall side of the veranda and grabbed the paint tin then because I think she was going to hit me with the paint tin and then she slipped over before she even got to me and then as she's going to slip over, i b- going to grab the paint tin like that and the paint tin just went all over them and then both of them were trying to get up and they were both slipping over
1: stuff. So this part of the story is crucial. You may have heard me mention before that when police first went to the house, there was blood everywhere. That's actually incorrect. It was red paint. But you have to remember, when we first went there, it was the middle of the night, it was cold, and the information that we had was pretty scant. So when you go into somebody's house and see red stuff everywhere, you automatically assume it's blood. It did take us a little while to work out that it was paint, though.
2: And then I know... I know that the first time I hit her was with the glass, and I know the last time that I hit her, because that was the door here, and we were here. She was here, I was here, and was there, but had his arm out like this in front of me. And um, I was yelling at out, and I was like, why the hell have you got your arm in front of me, she's the one going me aren't you going to do something about it? And he just kept saying to me, don't hit her, please don't hit her, please don't hit her. And I was yelling at him, what do you mean don't hit her? She's fucking going me, what am I meant to do? Stand here and get my ass kicked. And he was trying to calm her down, which is, not right. It It was just weird. He's never, nobody's ever laid a hand on him and he's done that. It was, he was just calm. Was really calm.
0: So she was hitting you.
2: Yeah, she was. She was going me because she she thinks i had done something. Because she kept saying, "You're gonna, you know, you're not gonna get away with this." And saying, "You're you're just gonna let her. You're gonna let her to." I don't know what.
1: Yeah. So the situation is now starting to escalate. Kira's behaviour is becoming more and more erratic and aggressive. There's a couple of theories behind this. The first one is that the pill that she took thinking was ecstasy, may have been having a placebo effect. The second is that something was said or done to Kira behind the scenes to get her to react the way that she was. Whichever one it was, we need to get to the bottom of it.
2: We were just having a great time before then.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month, So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Yeah, even my niece, I said to my niece, because I was like what the hell was she going and my, mate, my niece was just like I don't I know she's crazy
0: so when you hit her at any point did she lose consciousness yes she did?
2: Yeah. I don't know what one but I know she, she definitely did lose consciousness because I told the police that in my interview Yeah. and um because I was surprised to be honest when she it was only for like a second but when she got up she just sprung up which I didn't expect you know I kind of thought yeah. that it would take a while for her to be and she yeah she was just straight back up straight back up because i was like holy shit and that, that was at that point i thought i'm i'm gonna get my head kicked in here
0: so where were you you said you feel every time was at the same spot where where did you hit that? Her? here tamika is pointing to the right side of her face near her eye and her temple
2: around that area i seen on the so the right the right, near
0: the yeah, right eye it
2: would, yeah it would yeah it would have been Around there, or a little bit lower than there, like the
0: right cheek, between the cheek and the ears. Um.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. I could see on the on the diagram there was a shadow where I had hit her.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what happened after after that? After those?
2: The last hit. She said, "I know, one way that, I can hurt you." And she went to run to go inside where Jessie and my daughter was. But she slipped because of the paint. And I ran in front of her and I, like, pulled the glass door shut like that. And then she was just screaming. She she had, she had paint all down her face. She was just banging on the glass door, screaming at me to let her in. And come up behind me and was like, you can't lock her out of her own house. And the door was still, like, this far open. And I said to... The door's not even locked. She hasn't tried to open it yet, you know, because she just started banging and going off before she even tried to open it. And then while I was talking to him, she come up behind him. I'm not sure if it was a chair, but I know it was something wood. And I was like, look out. And then he turned around and then she snapped him and I opened up the door. And that one was more like a push than a hit, you know, yeah. It wasn't like a hit like the other ones. And I said to Jessie, because my, my niece was you, you scared. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, well it was a hit, but it was like a hit push, if that makes sense. Not a solid, yeah. that one. And then I looked and Jessie was curled up on the laundry floor and she had my niece. And I said to Jessie, go get in the bathroom. And she said, there's no, I don't think there's any lock there. There's no lock there. I said her, mum's on the way, grab Charlie and start walking up the road. And I'll meet you's on the way. And then, she was scared and she just kept saying on I'm scared, I'm scared, and I was like, go, go. And she, she started walking and then I waited, because I was standing at the door and I was holding the door shut still. And I waited for them, I think Paul was behind her over, if we were facing the backyard, over here. And then she's gone to go have a go at pull again and I, I just ran out and I met Charlie and Jesse halfway down the road. Because I remember looking down and I was holding a can of dog food. And I said to Jessie, what the fuck am I holding a can of dog food for? And then she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I think I was meant to grab my bag. And she was like, what? And I'm like, I've left my bag with all my money and I grabbed the can of dog food next to it. What the fuck am I going to buy with dog food? And she's like, I don't know. And then I think a couple of cars went past and we just kind of hid like down in the gutter because I didn't know if they were going to jump in the car and follow us. And then one of them we seen was mum's car. So we kind of waved mum down. Mum didn't want to go back. She said that she'd had it, this was the last chance and she was sick of us all getting involved in his shit all the time. I put my feet up on the dashboard and I told her to turn the effing car around and that he would be waiting for me to go back there for him because I always do. So we went back and I told her to turn the lights off on the street because we have a routine.
0: Tamika is her brother's keeper. This is nothing new for her. To the point where they actually had a system... Jason would get into trouble and Tamika knew what to do to help him. You've heard Tom say that police were searching the property the night Kira got hurt. Well, this is why. Police knew Jason had a habit of hiding, often nearby.
2: She turned her lights off and he he cooied, so I knew that he was out there, so I told Mum to slow down. He went to jump in the car.
0: As in, cooied?
2: Yeah, from, from the bushes, because we just... I'm his scapegoat, I'm the person that gets him. So that's, yeah, he'll either hide in the bushes he'll Okui or we meet at the closest school. And he knows that's where I'll pick him up. We went to get, it, he went to get in the car, I was in the driver's seat, Jesse was in the back seat. And he went to get in the car and then he wouldn't get in the car. because And then mum was like, what the hell, Rora, Ryan? he's got Hep C. And then he had blood all over him and he said, I can't, I can't because Jesse's in the car, rah, rah, so I think I swapped and I was in the back, and he was in the front seat. We drove back, Kira was on the phone to him on the drive back. I was really upset, I kept saying to my mum, something's wrong. I said to... Did you check her before we left? I think something's wrong. And he was like, what do you mean? And I, was, I said to him, look at her eyes. There's something different with her tonight, There's something different. And he was like, she's fine, rah, rah, rah. And then we got back, I rung everyone to come pick me up because I just freaked out. So Where
0: were you right
2: now? Um, at my brother's house. When we pulled up, he said nothing. He was all good with me the whole drive. When we pulled up and we got out of the car, he started yelling at me. And I couldn't understand why he was yelling at me. And he's going, you didn't have to hit her, you didn't have to hit her. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like... Jesus Christ, you fucking class me for what I'm meant to do. Just sit there and cop that. And then I was like, the day you can watch one of my boyfriends come at me with a baseball bat and do nothing, I'll do nothing when someone does the same to you. So this is at whose house? My brother Bobby's house, okay, who no, lived with no, mum. No.
0: No. So and uh, about with you?
2: Yeah, but he was, he was yeah, he was just sweet the whole car drive. So mum, even Jesse, we were all kind of standing there confused because we couldn't understand why he just went from sweet to just boom when we got out of the car and then mum said to calm down and and then i said to mum that i had a bad feeling and i had a panic attack that morning and i just wanted to get out of there my brothers were laughing at me and bobby's like oh you're acting like it's the first time you've ever been in a fight blah 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 and they went to bed i don't know what i don't know where bobby and Paul went they were downstairs talking i think and then i think Paul asked mum for a lift back out to Kira. Mum said no. My friend was on her way to come get me. And then I think about an hour before she got there to get me, he would have went back out. Bobby took him back out there. Mum said he rang before he went to sleep and told her that everything was all good, that she was dancing around the lounge room and they were all right and settled. And he'd give her a call in the morning. And then that was the last I heard until I got a call from my sister saying that there was detectives at her house. Because I still thought... Because then I called the detectives that left the card and I didn't, I didn't know she'd passed away until halfway through the interview when they changed the tapes. And they said something, something, charged murder, and they put homicide, and I said, well, 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 you've put the wrong thing there, and I'm like... It's not homicide if you just hit someone because they've hit you. And he said something about they were donating her organs.
0: So you thought you were getting charged? At home? Yeah. You
2: yeah, because yeah, because I hit her. And
0: did they clarify? Or um. Or were they actually charging?
2: Um. No, they did. I just said to him because when they said that, and I went quiet. And he said, are you okay?" And I said, yeah. And then the other one said, you don't seem as confident as you were before. I said, four kids are going to wake up tomorrow without a mum, And I don't know if I did that. And I don't know what my brother thinks of me right now if I did. And I just took the one person that he loved enough to not hit away from him. And then um, he said, one of them said that he doesn't think that someone as small as me could have done that damage to her. And he asked to see my hands. And I showed him my hands. I don't know if he took a photo or not, because he said my hands to the other officer. He said something like I didn't have a scratch on them or any swelling or anything. And then... I think they pretty much wrapped it up after that. I said something about my brother and they said not to talk to him. I wasn't allowed to talk to him for a while or to any of the family about him. So we didn't speak for weeks after that.
0: So when you last saw Kira, when you walked out and got picked up by your mum, what was the last thing you saw Kira doing? How was she when you saw her last?
2: Hysterical.
1: But she was conscious. Yep.
2: Yeah. But she was she was hysterical. She was, um, was she on the porch, or was she inside? she was, ba- she was punching the glass door, screaming. P-
0: locked her out. Or you but
2: locked- she thought that I had locked her out. But the yeah. door was still open. Like this far, she hadn't even tried to open. But
0: right. she
2: was just really hysterical. I don't know what she thought, but whatever it was, she thought it was bad because she was she was passionate about it.
0: So she was outside.
2: Yep, and then she t- the last thing I seen of her she stopped punching the door when she seen Jesse in that walk out and then she turned around, said something and she turned around and facing the back door in the back paddock he was there and then she's walked from the glass door and started walking towards him there and then I was walking out and then as I was walking out and we were walking down the street we could hear her yelling
0: So when you left she was talking, yelling Yep so she was definitely
2: awake. Yeah, and she rang, she rang him. I think she rang him off the home phone, so that should be on the phone records and that. I think she said she'd been on the phone to for an hour.
0: Now, this is something to take note of. This is one of those phone calls from last episode where Kira called her ex-husband. Alison overheard Kira get really vicious and hang up all of a sudden. What happened in this phone call? What happened to Kira? What changed her demeanour?
2: Because my whole family tried to blame it on him who wasn't even there for ages.
0: Tamika is referring to Kira's ex-year.
2: I, I didn't hear her on the phone at my brother's house. He was on the phone, but I couldn't hear her voice. But I could hear her voice in the car. I know that she had called him in the car because I could
0: That's hear... So Kira called P's <laughs> my bar in the car?
2: Yeah, when we were... Uh, just after we'd left, when we were on the way back to Gympie, he was on the phone to her most of that car ride. Because I remember thinking, how could she have even been on the phone for an hour? Because I don't think that they were off the phone for even an hour for her to call. Mm. Mm. But she was hysterical.
0: Yeah. How long do you think you're at the house at your brother's house with your mum?
2: I think that I know the fight was around eight thirty. because I remember looking at my phone and seeing 8.30 just before we walked out because I remember looking at the time and checking when I'd rang mum to come pick us up and then that's when I was like, yep, okay, mum's going to, you know, she's going to be close, she'll get us on the road because we were scared there's no no streetlights or nothing out there. It's completely black when you're walking on the road but Mm. it's less scary than being there.
0: So... When
2: you say the fight? Um, she glassed me over the head. Mm-hmm. She hit me with a bike chain. One of the other ones, she was had the bat and she was trying to hit the baseball bat. And I think the fourth no, the fourth time was when she went to run inside and I shut the door. And that was when she got, I think it was a chair, and she went to smash ball over the back of it and I yelled out to... On turned around and he was kind of like that when it broke and I kind of like to push it yeah it was like
0: yeah
2: yeah that hit was a different hit to the other ones
0: yeah
2: because I know yeah that one I was trying to move her away if that makes sense not yeah not hurt her the other ones I did you know because I was like I was trying to hurt her so she'd just off and leave me alone I didn't want to borrow it but that yeah, that one I didn't, that one was like a push because I was trying to give him enough space to collect himself before she'd come running back because she was just, she was running back.
0: Okay. And do you think, you can't think of anything that would have caused her to be like that towards
2: you? I read my sister, what well my sister wrote. I don't remember a lot. So I can't back what she said, but she said I think it was Jessie had told her, whispered something in her ear, and walked away, and then she was upset, and that was just before she came out, and was said um, something like, "Oh, you look old and ugly" or something. That was that was the point where I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with her?" Because it just went. Like, I think she was inside pouring me a drink when that happened, like, and I couldn't understand what the hell her problem was because I'm thinking, just driven hours to come up here and can help you when I don't even like you, you know, like, and we finally get along for a day and now you're just attacking me for no reason.
0: So, for the tape, who's Jessie again?
2: Jessie's my niece. Yeah.
0: OK, so Jessie's your niece. The daughter, Charlie, was there. How old was Charlie this time? Yeah. Four, nearly
2: five.
0: Yeah. And then yourself. Yeah. Okay. And what, what were you drinking?
2: Wine. Because that was the first thing we laughed over together in the car when we said something about wine and I said I only liked Moscato and she liked Moscato. Yeah. That was the first moment. I think it was the first time we had smiled at each other. It was hmm.
0: like, yay. Hmm. So
2: what? Okay. Mm. I don't... The things that don't make sense to me is I don't understand what she was upset about, but I know whatever it is was something big because she was really upset. It wasn't... It was an instant boom mm. in her. I don't, yeah.
0: But did you think she was drunk or just...
2: I think she'd been drinking but I don't, I don't think she was drunk drunk. Mm-hmm. She, she wasn't, she wasn't slurring.
0: And can you see a reason why mm-hmm. p- on her might have been?
2: The 17 year old next door. Sure. And because when he was in jail she went to my little brother's house one day and I think my little brother thought that she was cracking on to him and my little brother told p- because he told me a couple of days before that and I was like, oh, how did that go down? And he was like, oh, he was actually cool about it. And I was like, that's weird. What's his name? My little brother, yeah. Nakoda. He never, he never got interviewed, he said tonight, which is weird because he was at my brother's house when it happened. Cause he was the one he that was saying to me, like, why the hell are you freaking out? You know, mom said everything's all good. And I was like, oh, I have a bad feeling and he was, Choking around and taking the piss out of me and saying, Oh, so it's Tamika with eyes. her bad feelings again. Yeah. And the next day, he said, <laughs> rang him. Said that Kira was unconscious and had peed and pooed herself and asked what to do. And Nakota said, What the fuck are you ringing me for? Call an ambulance. But nobody ever interviewed him about that.
0: What, what did he do? What the <laughs> did he
2: do? I don't know because he never, he never rang me. Hmm. Everybody said that there was a lot of hours between the calls, but I've never seen the phone records to know. Nakota said that there was... I said to Nakota that the ambulance had got called around 3.30 or something that afternoon on something I read. And I asked when he'd rung Nakoda, and Nakota said around lunchtime.
1: Since we recorded, Tamika has contacted us to clarify. This is the text she sent. My little brother was never questioned. I spoke to him and he said he was in the car with Jason and Bobby when they dropped Jason back off. He also said Jason rang him the next day in the morning, not lunchtime, he thinks approximately 6 to 7ish, and he asked him what to do. My little bro could hear Kira groaning and said to ring an ambo, and Jason hung up to do that. He was unaware until the other day, ambos weren't called till later that day. Jason rang him off Kira's home phone, so there should be a record of that call. Somewhere, he said.
2: Because I remember Nicola saying, what the fuck took him so long? Who the waits f- that long when it's your girlfriend and they've pissed and shit themselves?
1: The fact that Kira had defecated herself was an obvious omission from the Form 1 that the police prepared for the coroner. Whilst on the surface of it, it seems quite minor, it's a clear miscommunication. What it does indicate, however, even though it's circumstantial is that a head injury has occurred, because defecating yourself after a head injury is quite common.
0: Does Makoto speak to a already? No
2: one, no one really does.
0: What do they all think? Of?
2: My mum's a conspiracy theorist, so she thinks Alison and teamed up and did something, because she just has to blame something other than him. But deep down in her heart, she knows because she won't speak to him and she won't have anything to do with him. I think everyone else in my family just always thought it was him, but none of them were ever game to ask until it happened.
0: The person who Tamika is referring to is another girlfriend of Jason's, someone he was with after Kira died. While I'm talking to Tamika, Tom is poring over all those documents that relate to her. So what do you think's
2: happened after you left? Um, my brother Bobby dropped him off. OK.
0: They,
2: they say, but this, this is coming from my mum, said that Bobby said about when he pulled up, there was someone standing at the window when we walked in, Kira answered the door. So it mustn't have been Kira at the window. But I haven't spoken to my brother Bobby, and my mum is so full of t- It's not funny with exaggerating, so I don't know... Yeah, I can't say anything about that. Okay. I haven't spoken to Bobby properly about it. He said that he was going to write something. He's just taken ages because, yeah, he hasn't coped that well with it and he's just really angry.
0: Is Bobby the oldest? Yeah,
2: um, second oldest. I've got an older sister. Yeah. So what What do you think happened after Bobby
0: dropped off the...
2: He had a go at her over the 17-year-old. I think, I think what said is probably right. I think he would have headbutted her because it's what he threatened everybody else with. Since then, that I've seen. And I think he shit himself. Part of me thinks maybe maybe he just did it without thinking and then thought in his head, you know, Tamika's done really well compared to the rest of us and she's got a pretty clean record and everyone's going to say that Kirill was attacking her and it would be self-defense and I don't know if he's just added that up in his head and thought, you know, just put it on her. Then a part of me thinks maybe he planned it because none none of the beforehand makes sense. I don't... I don't get why he'd call me to help if we didn't get along, I don't get why he didn't hit her when she was going him, why he was so calm because I've never seen him calm like that. I don't get why he had blood on him when he got in the car and he couldn't get in the car because she wasn't bleeding. It was only red paint.
0: You'll hear more from Tameka next time.
1: Beaton Valley Road is a 610 Media production. This episode was written, recorded and produced by myself, Tom Daunt and Jamie Pultz. Audio engineering by Johnny Powell. Our theme song, Peace of Heaven, is by Pete Allen Music. You can find him in Apple Music, SoundCloud and all social media platforms. Our cover art photo is taken by John Pultz. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review Beaton Valley Road. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also read our weekly blogs at 610mediagroup.com. Thanks for listening, guys.